thanks. What do you do? Me? I'm a lottery winner, sweetheart. Powerball. <laughs> Yo, welcome back to Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, the Entourage Podcast. My name is J.R. Hickey. I'm a comedian and writer from San Francisco, California. I'm coming to you from my studio in San Francisco. First off, big shout out to everybody who tuned into our inaugural episode of Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, in which Bro Bible founder Brandon Wenner and I dissected the entourage pilot it's a ton of fun if you've missed it go back take a listen he was a great guest We're looking forward to having him back sometime in the future and an even bitter thank you to anybody who shared subscribed tweeted left a five-star review anything to help this podcast grow helps you because the more and more eyeballs and earballs that i did on this the bitter and bitter guests i can get on the ultimate goal would be to have maybe a cast member from the show on, maybe the creator, Dud Allen, or even one of the music producers. I don't know where we're going to go with it. We have 96 episodes, and I'm just happy you're along for the ride. Merry fucking Christmas to everybody. Uh, this is going to drop a few days before Christmas Eve. Usually these episodes are going to drop on Monday morning, but I figured since Monday is Christmas Eve, there aren't going to be that many people listening to podcasts. It's going to be a bit of a funky schedule the first couple uh, weeks slash episodes of the show because we have Christmas Eve and then we have New Year's Eve. I know that I promised to bring on a guest and I would like to just, you know, set the precedent that week over week I will probably have a guest on with me every other episode. Now, if there's a big episode coming up and we can get a big enough guest, I'll make exceptions. If the finale of a particular season happens to be a, a big episode and I want to have a guest on for that, you know, so be it. But every once in a while I'm going to drop in and just do these solo. I realize the listens are probably going to drop off when I do this, but uh, so be it. Brandon was generous enough to write up a piece on brobible.com about both Entourage and the launch of this podcast. If you haven't checked that out yet, please check that out. It's posted up on the Oh Yeah Pod Instagram and Twitter account. Follow both of those social accounts at Oh Yeah Pod. And another quick plug, uh, as you know, I am a writer in my spare time, so if anyone's traveling for the holidays, I just recently dropped a piece on thepointsguy.com. The Points Guy is a very popular travel hack website, and the article revolves around how to remain calm during your holiday travel. It's not very jokey, and none of my, none of my stand-up comedian persona comes out in it. It's pretty straightforward stuff. I do happen to travel quite a bit. So I just wanted to share some useful tips and tricks that I learned along the way. Okay, shorter episode today, episode two of season one of Entourage, the review. Let's get to it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Season one, episode two of Entourage is entitled The Review. It aired on Sunday, July 25th, 2004. The number one song on the Billboard charts. This is tough, as I'm not like quizzing anybody. Hey, what was the number one song on the Billboard charts that week? So I'm just going to tell you. Dethroning Hey Ya by Outcast was Confessions Part Two by Usher. Classic song. I remember grinding at many a middle school dance at the time, dancing to it. This same weekend that Episode Two of Entourage premiered, the movie Collateral came out, starring Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx. You drive a cab, I make my rounds. 
He might make it through the night. I can't drive you around while you're killing folks. It ain't my job. Tonight it is. It opened to rave reviews worldwide. Uh, it also stars Jada Pinkett Smith and a cornrowed Mark Ruffalo. I just rewatched the movie. Mark Ruffalo is rotting some mean cornrows and plays a cop in this movie. So check that out. So what happened in this episode? Well, while drama practices for his acting class over breakfast, Turtle enters with some bad news. An important trade magazine has given Vince Performance a negative review, including calling him a, quote, fly-by-night pretty boy. So later, while paying Ari an office visit to discuss it, Eric meets Ari's new assistant, Emily. Following Ari's advice to show Vince a good time to get his mind off of the review, Eric okays Vince's poor decision to lease a brand new Rolls Royce. Later at lunch, Jessica Alba bumps into the boys and invites them to her party for Justine Chapin, her virginal pop star friend. The party proves to be a good time for everybody. Justine hits on Vince. Turtle shows off the Rolls Royce to some girls. Eric gets some much-needed assurance. And Drama finds out he's not the only one stepping out on his acting class. In the morning, Eric reads Vince a review from the New York Times, proclaiming him to be the next Johnny Depp. So, one of the first episodes of Entourage where we get into the fickle nature of like the movie business. You know, beginning of the episode, negative review, puts everyone in a bad state of mind, and the whole episode is spent trying to crawl out of this negative mind frame. And then at the end, you know, they wake up the next morning and it's like, oh, actually, the New York Times says you're great. So again, this show is a fantasy. It's about a fantasy world where nothing really matters, clearly. And this is kind of the best uh, example of that. So let's get into our favorite moments from the episode. Uh, for, for my favorite moment, I can never pick one, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with three. <laughs> I'm going to go with three. It's just me today, so I don't have anyone else to bounce these off of. So let's go with three of our favorite moments. The first one would probably be uh, right after they get the Rolls Royce and they're driving down you know, Sunset Boulevard. They're stinking that beast up with their, their joints and a red Jeep full of hot young girls pulls up next to them. And in typical entourage fashion, follow them to the house for a pool party. Hey, you girls want a party? You look familiar. How do I know you? You watch Cinemax at 5 a.m.? <laughs> Call two friends. Follow us. All right. It's just one of these, like, fantasy moments that never happens anywhere. Even if you were a movie star, a strange group of girls wouldn't just pull up next to you and, and follow you to your home. It almost strikes me as something out of a commercial. And later on in the show in seasons, I think six, seven, or eight, we have that famous hilarious scene of Turtle sitting there and 50 Cent pulling up next to him and, and batting on him. So it's kind of like a, a precursor to that. The second is another walking and talking scene. I really like these walking and talking scenes early on in the show because they were there was nothing like them at the time. And that is when the boys are first walking into Ari's office and Turtle knows all the names of all the like young, good-looking assistants in the office, which... To me, it's hysterical as it, again, like, hits the character of Turtle right on the head. And then Drama has that moment where he meets Emily, the new assistant, and asks her for, like, an insane uh, beverage order so that she'll remember him. And last, I'd say, is when the boys are waiting to get in Ari's office, just on the tail of that last moment. I liked when Vince is like, yo, I'll, let me hook that shit up for you, and just basically introduces E to Emily as, like, hey, my boy here has a crush on you, are you single? Again, it's it's one of these more broy kind of gross moments, but it's definitely a moment that if you've ever run in a group of guys, is is one that's been played up at different points in time by different people. 
really takes you back. I don't know. That's just me personally. Write in with what your favorite moment is uh, from this episode. Uh, tweet us at OyaPod on Twitter or send me a message on Instagram at OyaPod as well. Okay, and let's get to my least favorite moment from this episode. There are two. The first is more over like a, a plot point, and that is all this Justine Chapin stuff. It's really dated, and it's really pretty fucking stupid. I never liked her as a character, the virginal pop star that like Vince is trying to get with. They're playing on the the Britney Spears like pop character from the early two thousands. Doesn't age well. She's dressed like someone that walked out of a Hot Topic, and the fact that like Vince is so enamored by her has always kind of bothered me because this guy can get. You know, any woman in the world, and just the fact that she's, like, unavailable physically and made some want her more just seems a little too lowball for me. That's just personally my opinion, though. And then a really small moment that people really miss when they watch this episode that is my least favorite moment is the very last scene. The boys are all sitting on the back deck of their house sunbathing, but they're not, like, going in the pool or anything. They're just sitting out on the back deck, like, with their shirts off and, and their jeans and they're not looking at their phones, obviously, because this isn't, you know, 2010. This is 2004. So, like, I think drama has, like, one of those uh, those mirrors up to us. They're just, they're just sunbathing in the back. It just seems really odd, especially given how every house from this point on that Vince has has a pool. And they have some really good conversations around the pool. This just seemed a little out of, out of place to me. Favorite line from the show. The famous line from the show, the line that transcends like all eight or nine seasons of this is, You want to hug it out? No, not really. Let's hug it out, bitch. Let's hug it out, bitch. It's, it was famously parodied in The Office. You know, it's been used many, many times in many other works, and it's one of Ari Gold's most famous lines. What I've always had an issue with is he says it once. It almost was like introduced to be like a catchphrase, and it caught on like it would be his catchphrase, but... He never once comes back to it, which always kind of confused me. Not that I wanted Ari Gold to have a catchphrase, but more because, I don't know, it, it just it just took on such a life of its own that this one moment that he has with Eric in his office after he tells him, you know, go out and take Vince out and have a good time, it doesn't seem to warrant the, the attention it got. So my personal favorite line from the episode is when Turtle comes downstairs in the morning for breakfast and is talking about the bad review that Vince got, and he's like, uh-oh, lay it on me. And Turtle goes, the fucking prick called you a thespian. Which is hilarious because it's obvious that Turtle doesn't know what thespian means. It's great writing. It's just that perfect, you know, Bronx, Brooklyn, del- you know, delivery that, uh, that that Turtle has. And uh, clearly thinking that thespian is some sort of uh, insult. For best song of the episode, there were some good ones in this episode. Um, but this is one of the first times that Entourage introduces like an old classic hip-hop song and reuses it a few times. And that song is Work by Dangstar. It's when they're walking into the Rolls Royce dealership to purchase the Rolls Royce, and then it plays again over the end credits, almost p- picking up where they left off earlier. Really kind of a great way to reintroduce early 90s hip-hop into the subconscious of all of the young 20-year-old dudes who were watching at the time who might not have been familiar. We didn't have this category last week with Brandon, but I do want to add a, a vote for worst song of the episode because you know he mentioned it with Hey Ya last week in like the after-party scene. Mine's got to be 99 Problems by Jay-Z. 
they play it as they're driving the Rolls Royce down the street, and it's right before my favorite moment when the girls roll up in the Jeep, but as that was one of the most overplayed songs of 2004 through 2006, and it seems a little bit too, like, I don't know, the whole song is about, like, driving down the street and getting pulled over and and having a cop kind of racially profile you. It doesn't make sense for these four white dudes from Queens, you know, smoking weed in their $100,000 Rolls Royce to be playing it. I get it, though. Like, it was popular at the time, but I just don't like the vibe it gives off. It doesn't age very well. Okay, so let's talk about the best celebrity cameo. This is, again, going to be pretty easy because there was only two celebrity cameos in this whole episode, and one far outsurpasses the other. And that would be the very lovely, very beautiful Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba kind of pops in on the boys when they're having lunch at Earth Cafe out on the sidewalk. (laughs) Just Vincent Chase movie star just chilling on the sidewalk. She kind of comes out of nowhere and surprises the boys and invites them to her house party that night for her friend Justine Chapin. Jessica Alba at the time, for those who may only know her now as the 2018 Jessica Alba, This woman was like the hottest thing in the streets. Her Dark Angel television show had just gone off the air. She did like a cool 40 plus episodes of that. Within the next six months of this episode airing, she would debut on the bid screen in Sin City, Fantastic Four, and Into the Blue. Sin City, Fantastic Four, and Into the Blue all in 2005. That's like a murderer's row of hot girl roles that she played and really kind of cemented herself as an early 2000s, like, sex icon. You're not really talking shop right now. I am talking shop, but you're, you're at not. At my house. Indeed, indeed, because the only time at I get. At my party. Yes, yes, yes. And my could... agent isn't here. I know she's not here, because I slashed her tire. She's on her hands and knees right now in Mulholland. She's not going to make it, because you want a statue. You deserve a statue. You do. You deserve it, because your natural energy, the way you are, hasn't been seen yet. Someone needs to step up and utilize you for the way you are. You're a self-empowered, interesting woman, and you need to take it. Not an MTV award, all right, but like a real one. And I want to be there. May I have the envelope, please? Let me be there. That's all I'm saying. Don't think. Thinking is bad for your complexion. Now, the worst celebrity cameo comes right towards the end of the episode. I think we all know what it was. If if you rewatched the episode recently, they're at the uh, Jesta Alba party, and they're dancing, and drama spots David Faustino a.k.a. Bud Bundy from Married with Children, across the room, and and they have a hilarious exchange about how they both weren't in their acting classes that evening doing the vagina monologues. I did a little research, and David Faustino did 260 episodes of Married with Children, so you know he's sitting pretty on that residual money, but this guy's had a second life for himself. I immediately assumed that he was kind of like a child star that burned out, and that's why they made fun of him in the show, but... He's been doing voiceover work for anime shows for the past 10 years and made, like, a fucking killing. Hundreds of episodes of shows like The Winx Club, Dragon Riders of Burke, and The Legends of Korra. Shows that I am not familiar with, but apparently are very popular on Nickelodeon and Netflix. So, check those out, I guess, if that's looking for some new anime shows to catch up on. So, what hasn't aged well? I, I just mentioned it, but when they're in that party scene and they're, and they're dancing and... and drama spots Faustino across the room he says Faustino I knew you'd bail on me on uh, an acting class and, and, and you know this line is uttered by uh, drama which is Chen's a reversal exercise what are we fags yeah, I know right again this is this was mentioned last week with Brandon like there's a lot of this especially early on in the show there's a lot of hard F words being thrown around amongst the boys it's certainly not forgivable because it does not age well it's you know that word is not 
cool in today's let's town but it, it was really just a sign of the times you just kind of to, to bust each other's balls you would say that to each other this is how it works with guys anytime you do anything remotely sensitive heartwarming anything that's going to make you more of a loving caring individual immediately all your guy friends suggest that maybe just maybe you want to suck a dick you know it's un unforgivable but cringe inducing moment to say the least I'm super excited for this next category because we couldn't introduce it last week because it was the pilot episode. And I'm very happy to be able to present Justine Chapin with the Dom Award for Worst New Character. I mentioned it earlier, but this virgin pop star thing, it doesn't play well, it doesn't, it doesn't age well. And I just don't like the character, I don't like what she does to Vince. She's very annoying and she sticks around for like another episode this season and then she pops up like two or three more times over the next four seasons. The actress who plays her, however, Leighton Meester, I mean, most people know her more for her role as Blair Waldorf in Gossip Girl, and she didn't break out in that for another three years, where she went on to star for 120 episodes. So, Leighton Meester, not doing too shabby the back half of her career following Entourage. So that was the worst new character, but the best new character that was introduced in this episode, hands down is Vince's business manager, Marvin. $2,500 a month his brother spends on vitamin supplements. Nobody could take that many supplements and still fucking live. Turtle has got a $1,500 a month cell phone bill. You can get an unlimited plan for $200. Get him an unlimited plan. Who, after chastising Eric for, in one of the funnier scenes of the episode, letting Vince lease the Rolls Royce, <laughs> having Turtle eating up the data plan, all this hilarious shit, tells E, don't forget to get your parking validated. Marvin is played by legendary character actor from Brooklyn. His name's Paul Herman. In my opinion, his most famous role is the character Beansy from The Sopranos. Beansy's a character that uh, Tony Soprano like cripples early on over a debt, and in later seasons of the show is wheeling himself around in a wheelchair. But this guy has been in Heat... He's been in Casino. He had a bit part in Goodfellas. No real bid roles in any of those shows. You blink and you'll miss him. But that is a legendary resume. To say, I've got Sopranos, Scorsese movies, and Entourage all under my belt. I mean, he's my favorite character. He comes back multiple times. Always in like a funny, hilarious, highly neurotic role, chastising the guys about money. Okay. Every week we talked about who won the episode besides Vince. Obviously, Vince is the A-list movie star who this entire show revolves around. He wins every episode. But the person I'm going to vote for who won this episode, it's got to be Turtle. Uh, Turtle, again, he, I mentioned this before, but doesn't have a lot to do in this first couple seasons. He just kind of smokes weed and tries to get laid. And that's exactly what he does this episode. He convinces Vince... Convinces Vince. There's a, there's a mouthful for you. He convinces Vince to get a new Rolls Royce through some sort of inside connection that he has. He gets to smoke weed in that Rolls Royce with his movie star friends where a group of young hot girls come upon them and they all go back to the pool house to party. And later on, while he's at a party at Jessica Alba's house in the Hollywood Hills, Turtle takes a girl from the party into the Rolls Royce and has sex with her. The, the guy's unconscious the whole episode. He doesn't have a bad moment. I almost gave it to drama because he stips the acting class and gets to go to a party just to Alba's house, but I, I, I doubt to give it to Turtle in this episode. Turtle with an, with an early season win over the rest of the entourage. 
And really quick, the speed round towards the end here. Our favorite Johnny drama moment from the episode. I've got to say it's all the vagina monologue scenes. Listening to him talk about his vagina being a pedal and opening up uh, like over breakfast is fucking hilarious. And Tevin Dillon, what a comedic actor that like he plays it with such sincerity. You know, if your vagina could talk, what would it say in two words? Eat me. <laughs> Give me that thing. He's trying really hard to be a good actor, so he's trying really hard at this gender reversal exercise that he immediately abandons upon invite to Jessica Alba's house for a party. So, was this an A-list episode, a B-list episode, or a D-list episode? Basically, was this a great episode, just an okay episode, or complete trash? I'm giving this a B-list episode. B-list because it moves the plot along nicely and kind of gives you an idea as to what Vince is going to deal with. I mean, I don't know how many more fucking reviews this guy goes through, but he has like a dozen episodes that are revolved around bad reviews. But nothing really else happens. I mean, they introduce Marvin, which is great. Basically, the whole plot of this is like they get invited to Jess Alba's house and they buy a car that they immediately return. I like the last moment of the show where they're like looking out at the skyline of LA and they're just like, can you believe this? We're at a party and we're looking out at some fucking twinkling lights. It was a little cheesy to me because I've, you know, that scene has been done in many an LA or California based TV show. But yeah, no, B list for me, you know, it, it's not going to make the top 10 list of, of all time entourage episodes, but it's, it's somewhere nicely in the middle. So join me next week. Uh, I'll have a special guest on to join me. This episode will be a lot longer with the desk where we talked about the talk show. Talk show is a famous episode of season one where Vince gets to go on uh, Jimmy Timmel's late night talk show. There's some funny drama stuff, some great celebrity cameos. I can't wait. Thank you for coming on this journey with me. Feel free to tweet or DM me on Instagram with any suggestions you may have for the pod. I'm always looking for new categories to debut every week. I hope everybody has a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, and I'll catch you next Monday. That's all my eyes can see. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. The cornballs get stonewalled. Blackballed, I own y'all. The veteran running my plan. I'm the better man. Crazy raw. Doing my job like the mob. Blazing y'all and disappearing in the fog or a mist. And chicks can't resist what I kick. They be begging for attention on some more of the deals, Nick. What up, baby? Someone. May have to get hurt.